space, the final frontier. These are the voyages <laughs> of the starship Enterprise. It's continuing mission to explore strange new worlds. TM. To seek new life and new civilizations, and to boldly go where no one has gone before. Uh, does anybody else want to say it? Wasn't that the plan? Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. It's continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. It's continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Oh, that's too loud. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. It's continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Is that everyone? I can't find the words. Space. <laughs> I have so many trumpets in my head right now. It's a like, place wow. you can go. Just say it from memory. <laughs> say it from memory. Never oh, before better. has space been so deep or so blue. Beyond and inside, <laughs> stopping here and there to fuck and do <laughs> what we can. Chat. Oh, that was really good. Morgan, Morgan for the win so far. <laughs> I sincerely hope that this is the last time that I find myself here. You just don't get it, do you, Jean-Luc? The trial never ends. <laughs> we wanted to see if you had the ability to expand your mind and your horizons. And for one brief moment, you did. When I realized the paradox? Exactly. For that one fraction of a second, you were open to options you had never considered. That is the exploration that awaits you. Not mapping stars and studying nebulae, but charting the unknown possibilities of existence. You are not alone, you know. What you were and what you are to become will always be with you. I just looked up Q quotes. Hell yeah. Oh, it's a good one. I mean, it goes from the... <laughs> The finale of the series, so uh, I guess yeah. spoilers. Uh, oh no! <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Q comes back <laughs> a bunch of times. So, who do you think did the monologue best? It's Picard, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's Picard. Yeah, Picard for sure. You know they're different. I do remember... Yeah, like every the captain of each show does their monologue, right? Yeah, but the yeah, monologues the are slightly different, different for each one. Yeah, they're. Just a little bit. But, oh, I, yeah. but I mean, the, the iconic one is Jean-Luc. I, I remember um, the Star Trek reboot from like 2009 or whatever. At the end of the movie, uh, super old Leonard Nimoy did it. And it was like sweet, kind of. And then he Aww. died like a year later. So like, <laughs> yeah, no. that's, that's nice, though. So cool. We're doing this. Um, I thought the country song... I know, I was thinking, should we save Enterprise? that for when we do Aliens or whatever? <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, I think it was Star Trek Enterprise had the worst intro. Oh, it had that weird ever. country song, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And it was like... Where the heart is or something. It was like a boat and then a train and then a car. 
and then the spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> like I think it was like Logan Hunt's come on, guys. It was basically like a built Ford Tough commercial, but Star Trek because they totally. just really <laughs> trying to just put a giant muscly man on Star Trek or something. Yeah, that was when I stopped watching all the Star Trek shows and haven't since. <laughs> yeah. <really. laughs> I've rewatched the ones I watched. No, I've watched the newer ones a little bit. I haven't seen any if since we were... the next generation, really. I watched a little bit oh, of Oh, you got to watch Deep but... Space Nine, dude. I never that's, watched that's any of that. That's me and Danny's jam. Oh, yeah, it's so good. It's Deep so good. Space Nine like my Voyager, favorite. too. I think Voyager, yeah, is, really good. Voyager is good. The ones I've seen of Voyager I've liked, but I haven't seen very many of them. Wow. 90s I'm Star jealous. Trek was, I feel like, just the mwah, the sweet spot. Yeah. The newest yep. flagship show is pretty good. It's not Star Trek, but it is still pretty good. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta like take things for what they are and not be like, okay, this is a different thing, and it's still good in its own way. I mean, that's what people yeah. said about Next Generation. They're like, well, it's not the same as William Shatner. But don't worry about that. Just watch it. And if it's good, it's funny though because it it was pretty much the same. It was just like sitting on the bridge talking about problems. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, and then, then then a bunch of sparks would fly out of the thing, and they'd all have to pretend that like they were being shucken around. It's great. Yeah, it just had like once an episode incredibly bad CGI. That was all that was really <laughs> that different. <laughs> like pretty cool. So if we were a crew of, on a Federation ship. Who, what would our, what would we be? Oh, good. You question. guys think? Good question. Mm. Mm. I think teal would probably be number two because it, it oh, just yes. makes sense, right? Yes. Yes. How does he sit down in chairs though? Oh yeah, you got to make your new one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to come up with a cool new way to sit down. You know, there's like the raised part behind where the captain sits. He like running jumps down. <laughs> yeah, he's like a, <laughs> he has like a, a front flip into the chair each time. He has a little trampoline in front of the chair so he can like yeah. bounce on that. There's an episode where there's a, a dilemma because the trampoline is missing and he keeps missing the chair. Pulls out his phaser. Who the fuck took that? <laughs> I I kind of want it to be a smaller captain's chair that he sits on backwards, like a cool substitute teacher. I feel like or French it could be might like be the captain. Yeah, I think so. A tray. Oh, that's good. Yeah, totally. It could be a tray off the captain's chair, like built off the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm feeling Jordy. You're engineering Jordy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Who are you and me, Jared? I don't know. I mean, I think you're our Q. So. Yeah. Okay, well, all right. <laughs> you know, every starship has a weird, mischievous god. Uh, or I could see Bashir. Oh, that sounds rather elegant. I'm probably oh, I that be annoying fucking... empath lady. Morgan is the lady with the lady with powers that goes. I I don't know. I can tell you're <laughs> angry. Oh, you're sad. Yeah, yeah. Her powers are are being observant of normal <laughs> yeah, human emotions. Normally observant, looking at a person and having I, the basic tools <laughs> to know what you're looking at. Well, in like, the future, humans lose lose all empathy, so then they have. <laughs> Yeah, that's why you need me. No, I'll be the hot lady. Hell yeah. No, you're the you're her mom. 
Oh, even the other name? character that Picard hates the most. <laughs> so I guess me and Morgan are fighting over science officer and Helm. Mm, uh, wow. uh, well, wait, who's going to be the security officer? Yeah, security I officer. Uh, yeah, I want to do science. Jared, <laughs> Jared could be our security officer. Yeah, I'll be I'll be war. Fuck You've been yeah, stabbed dude. a yeah. lot. You're good for security. Yeah, yeah, I'll say that a lot. Like I haven't stabbed multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, okay, we gotta. I want to see a scene. I want to see uh, Jared asking French if he can stab a guy. Wait, Captain, me ask him. him. Stab who? Uh, uh, D is here. Looks on a D, the annoying guy person you hate. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I know you really all want to have sex with me. She is, she, <laughs> is a woman of, she is a woman of some scorn. And I do say that we should have a, a tight ship when she's around to avoid any, you know. Yeah. But to stab her? There's no avoiding me, it. boys. I'm a diplomat. Whoop, whoop, Captain, we have a warp core breach. <laughs> it makes me think long ago, back on my farm in France, we had a cow that was sick and whoop, would yell whoop, and keep whoop. us awake at all, all night. <laughs> Red alert. Stab everyone. <laughs> I said, Father, can I stab that cow? Please. <laughs> and he it's, leaned it's down to of... me and he grabbed my hands and he... He cut my knee and said, how does that feel? Feels like you're not in line yet. Come on. I'm asking you to cut your knee before you stab her. Then it's okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard Worf go, uh, okay. (laughs) I think because I'm so stabbing obsessed, instead of a phaser, I carry around a replicator that just shoots knives at people. You have like a weird microwave oven replicator thing that shoots out knives. That's yeah. dope. Why did anyone do that on the show? It's so obvious. Yeah. No one would expect it. Maybe it was the most okay. obvious thing, and so everyone did expect it. Like once the it is quite obvious. Maybe it happened on the streets first, you know, and everyone was like, oh, yeah. that's her name." Oh my god! I, just I knew you were thinking about that because I'm a full telepath. I'm like my dumb daughter, who's only <laughs> an empath, <laughs> as the stupidest version of the best power ever. <laughs> it's barely a power, but everyone goes like, "Wow, you're so good at this. Good thing you're here." Well, I don't know how well our show would do. <laughs> great. Well, I still think we should do a ship. Star Trek show. Don't worry, you just or killed Deanna Trey's mom. And, and then just done, da da done, da da done, roll credits. Would our ship be the Lovecraft? Ooh, ooh. That's, I like that's that. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it is, it, it's, all, it's an, the whole thing's the holodeck, and you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> the USS Lovecraft, don't Google that. <laughs> It'll get I think we should just be the, should just be the NC 17. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> The USS Rated X. <laughs> I, just, I want to use all their weird spacecraft materials. After dark. The yeah, they do have the best metals in physics that are very green. The lithium, latinium. Oh, yeah, latinum. Uh, transparent aluminum. That's yeah. what the lithium crystals. Made out of. All day. 
what is the warp core run on? Uh, it's like dilithium. Dilithium, yeah, yeah, dilithium crystals. That's the main. Mm. That's the juice. You gotta have that Star shit. Trek juice. Not where gonna they, work with that. Where do they get them? It's the Gatorade of Star Trek. Wouldn't you just replicate them? I don't know. No, they're actually hard Dude. to find, and they're actually a big problem in the new Star Trek flagship show. They actually get fucked with. What and, is the flagship show? Is it Discovery? Uh, yes, I think that's Strange New Worlds. I haven't seen that's that one the yet. most like that's like where it's like here's another entry into Star Trek. Okay, that's like their Deep Space Nine to to next gen or something. Exactly, or just the next. It's one. like a throwback kind of. Right? There's like five and... of them happening at once, so I don't know. Yeah, I haven't kept up. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's a crazy. It kind of reminds me of the Expanse, and uh, yeah, Dilithium still a thing. All right. Well, Paramount, you owe us money for all this promotion we're doing for you. Um, you're welcome. Yeah. The, you know, of our 130 listeners, who knows how many? Yeah. <laughs> We've never heard of all Star of them. Trek. Are, <laughs> never yeah, heard of exactly. <laughs> They're like, what? What is the Star Trek you speak of? <laughs> I mean, if they've never heard Star Trek, they've probably turned this episode off. By <laughs> yeah. Do they? Do they have Star Trek in Oceana? Yeah, in the world it's called yeah. a space game. boogie. That's <laughs> called. <laughs> So anyway, speaking of space okay. boogie, speaking of space boogie, we are going to boogie uh, like it's 1999, I guess, because uh, we're doing a new season of Delta Green. And last week we made characters. Uh, you met most of the characters. Uh, nobody really knows the devil uh, very well, including the person playing them. But it should be exciting. What? And Don't yeah. worry about it. Oh, I'm not worried at all. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. The listeners. Yeah, calm down. Jared, I, I picked my other two bonds. Ooh. So one of them is secretly one of the other players, and one of them is a little Italian boy that um, oh. whenever I go into a fugue state, I have to seek out the little Italian boy. And uh, the last one is cats. What's up? All like cats. All cats? Yeah, like I like to pet cats when I'm freaking out. Okay. A little Italian boy. <laughs> Do you know the? Well, I guess we'll find out. Um, He's like a little Italian boy that I that I met on vacation. But whenever I have to re- lean on a bond, it's a little Italian boy in my head. I just remember him. <laughs> well, thank you, Chris. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. So I wrote that down. I just wrote that little Italian boy, and then next week when I look at my notes, I'm going to be like, "What the fuck?" So yeah. We open in a large garden outside of a mansion, and the garden is full of people gathered around set-up poker tables, and there's even set-up slot machines uh, running. There's a full bar, and caterers walking around with uh, trays of drinks, and there's a large banner overhead that reads, Happy New Year's. And below that, there's three inflatable balloon letters uh, suspended from the sign. Y2K. We get one of those little X Files like date and time or date and location things. It's December 31st, 1999, Northern Las Vegas. Santana and Rob Thomas's Smooth is the number one song in the world uh, for its 10th straight week, I guess. And this is season six of Playing with Madness. And it's a hot one. Yeah, I guess it's a Muzak version of that plane. So yeah, it's a pretty nice outdoor party in Vegas, 
And who do we see at this party, and what are they up to? I guess we'll start with Dewey. Uh, d just give a little description of who we see, what they look like, and what you think they'd be doing milling around garden party, garden casino party. Uh, is being here an assignment? Yeah. You just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Dewey would be in the van with the computers and the listening equipment, unless we don't have one of those. Sure. Yeah, you could be parked out front. Uh, what is your alertness? 20. Okay. Yeah, you see people, uh, more people are coming in. It looks like this is getting pretty big. Uh, you don't know who, exactly who all these people are. Uh, and the caterers are, like, coming and going. Like, it looks like they're, like, getting a bunch more kegs and stuff. Um, okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sitting there. I've got, like, my headphones on, and I'm watching the monitors of the other agents milling around the party. And I, I think I look like... Uh, uh, who's the name? What's the name of the guy who does Curb Your Enthusiasm? Larry David? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I look like Larry David, and I'm just like sitting there, like, okay, get closer to that guy. Oh, yeah. Let me get a good shot of him on the camera. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got him. All right. Go to the next guy. All right. So that's something good to note. You all have earpieces and cameras on you. Like we're wearing. All right. Cameras? That is what. What kind yeah, of little, little button cameras, maybe? Nice. Yeah, hidden cameras, I think, were pretty small in 1999. And because you may put that in your opening scene, I won't make you requisition it. And Andrew, who do we see at this party, and what are they up to? You see Lance Saunders, a 78-year-old man. Um, <laughs> he's wearing uh, tight, white-fitted pants and shirt with a kind of modern zipper across the front. Very stylish. With a um, kind of a goatee, short, short, uh, balding white hair, and um, he's probably playing craps. Ooh! So he's uh, in just kind of looking around, fitting in, talking up all the people. He's very, he's chatty. All right, let's see how you're doing. Uh, doing it, craps. We'll say you're rolling, and okay. you could roll whatever you think you would use for craps. Six? I don't know. Uh, I think two dice usually is how it works. Yeah, I don't know. Why yeah, do I, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know enough about craps to really know how Let's it works. See. But uh, snake, snake like eyes, show, maybe, or uh, if you have accounting, or I don't know. Oh, you want to roll a skill, not just two sixes. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't know the rules of craps. <laughs> I've played it, elaborate. but craps terms on even money bet made on the first roll or dice. No, no, no. Okay. Seven. If you win, you win on a seven. No, okay, here, I'll roll, actually, skill. <laughs> no, I'm willing to call it if you want to just roll, <laughs> like, a craps roll, for sure. So you have the dice at the moment, and you roll a seven, and there's, like, a little cheer goes up from the table. And I want the guy shells out money to all your stacks with the little, the stick thing. When I double down, and I look around and see, I want to I get a sense of who's around me. Maybe do a, um, let's see here, either a, I'm forgetting these skills. Is it awareness? Alertness? Yeah. Uh, or alertness or... Uh, I think alertness is for danger searches just for... To, oh, search. Like, search a room. Okay, yeah. So kind of either would work in this situation. I, I don't know the difference super well between the two, honestly. Okay, I'll do awareness. Okay. See if there's any threats. Oh, critical fail. 66 over 40. Nice. Uh, so you... Yeah, you're just trying to look around, but this, like, 
guy next to you with a cowboy hat is like, yeah, man, you're on a roll. You doubling up? If you double up, I'm doubling up. Do you mind? What? Step away. Oh, but I'm, I'm playing. I'm betting on your, your roll. Come on, man. Duh. He, like, picks up his chips and walks away. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I interrupt you guys with two drinks. Nice. Oh. Well, hey, hey, guys. Like, that, that was an incredible roll. You just really nailed it. And here, here's one for you, too. So a, oh, Turkish wow, Ameri- a Turkish-American man with dead blue eyes, stringy brown hair, and um, I'm wearing, like, a stiff suit goes, hey, 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 don't worry about him. I'm talking to, uh, what's your name again, Andrew? Do I know you? No. Yes, well, you guys do know each other. Okay. Actually, well, sorry. but the other guy doesn't know that we know each other. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. Lance Saunders. Oh, Lance. Nice to meet you, man. My name's Carrie, uh, what's my last name? Carrie Ersoy. Ersoy. But you, and then I look at the other guy, and you can, and I'm like, you can call me the devil. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> what are Come we on, you gotta hold those dice and we roll it. Okay, thanks for the drink. Yeah, I'll roll again. Here we go. Six. What Any number that rolls becomes the point, and the point must roll again before a seven to win. I don't know. Not good enough, I guess. All right, so you're rolling away, uh, and the the guy next to you bets even more and is very excited. And yeah, all right. Uh, Morgan, who else is at this party? Uh, so I uh, don't know what I look like. I think that's, but I'm we like can figure uh, it out live. I'm like, you know, pr- I I ran into Brody the other day, and the guy who wrote the beginning theme song, yeah, and he was talking about wanting to guest star this season, and I think he'd be really handy because he actually knows how to gamble at casinos. Oh yeah, <laughs> he'd be able to tell us how these games work. Yeah, sorry to sorry to step on your balls, Morgan. No, totally. I appreciate it. Oh, I thought you were telling Morgan to play Brody. I was thinking no, no. that <laughs> you were, that's where you were going. That I should be Brody. No, I was just I was just buying you time. Yeah, by I stepping on your dick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm talking um, about Brody. <laughs> talking about Sticky Dick Nickel Stacker. Like, um, <laughs> like if Steve Buscemi was ri- was handsome instead of. Just sort of like weird looking. I'm telling him you said that. Handsome? Like yeah. What are you talking about? He's an amazing, he's incredible looking. He's incredible looking, I agree. But he's not <laughs> handsome. <laughs> I, wonder <what> he lo- <laughs> I wonder what he looked like young. Mor- Another oh, Morgan hot take. He looked good. You should look up Steve Buscemi young. He, he looked good. Well, then I look like a young Steve Buscemi because I am. I'm 27. So there you go. Uh, and I'm like. Uh, mingling at the party uh but like sharp sharp eyed i'm i'm looking are you think you're hanging at the bar maybe uh, chatting with yeah. people or yep i'm at the bar i'm like watching the gamblers and looking around and being really like i'm like uh but i don't look like i'm focused you know i look like i'm at a party but i'm like, playing it casual yeah but i'm uh, like, my character walks up and tries to make some small talk uh, after he gets a drink, and he looks kind of like a like a nerdy Steven Seagal on Adderall, but like <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> more white. <laughs> a weird combination of features. I like it. Huh? Is he wearing the shirt you just posted? Yeah. 
A caftan? Oh. Is it a caftan? No, it oh, just no. says bum. <laughs> it's an okay. old 90s brand that was like cool. What age? It's a probably not bum? as... Yeah, bum <laughs> equipment. It's oh, like, it's like, it's like wearing it, like ath- athletic. It's like, yeah, I go, I work out. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, I have a ponytail that is black with a widow's peak that doesn't look like super authentic. And my t- tan that is like a lot, it does not look super authentic. But it's at a time where a lot of people were doing self-tanning. So, you know, I don't like to stick out too crazy. So, yeah, you guys are at the bar mingling and trying to get a survey of the situation. And um, someone's just blathering to you, too, about Y2K. This guy, Alan, he's been talking to you just even as you basically ignore him. And he's like, they didn't put enough, the four digits. There's only two. And then at the end of the year, like what? What is this going to have? Zero? That doesn't even make sense. We'll all be zero? What do you think is going to happen? He's really scared. Uh, For a long time in history, we didn't have zero. Really? I I think we'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure it'll be well, fine. How does that help? I have a bomb shelter. Even and I've better. I've food. Uh, James I'm, Bond I'm, shelter. I'm sure. I'm sure that will be a very in in fun extension extension of your survival. I personally would be climbing a mountain. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to do that. You don't want to be out in the open, man. Speaking my mantras. Like... Oh. Okay, why? Because I'm going to die and you are too. Whoa. He he looks to you, Morgan. What do you think? Don't listen to that guy. You don't need to worry. I start giggling. uh, He just likes to do that. uh, You don't have to worry. You sure? Well, no. But, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. I got mixed messages from you, but I don't know. (laughs) I'm going to buy I, a drink. Uh, I'm blathering at you, but then I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys did a good job uh, dodging this, too. <laughs> uh, I was trying to make an annoying character, and you guys just weirded him out. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're sticking to our script. You go ahead and do whatever you want, buddy. So, just, Newt. Just to be clear. It's Newt Ockney. Newt. Yeah. Is your widow's and peak actually fake, or does it just look inauthentic, but it's real? Hey, can I like roll a search or something to see if I can tell? Uh, yeah, alertness for danger. <laughs> hey, uh, thirty-one under fifty, so I succeed. Uh, is um, your widow's peak real? How or uh, do, you, do you shave two half circles on your fucking forehead every day? It's it's a bit accentuated. It's like I will eventually probably have a better one, but I'm giving it a little bit of love. What you like? D- shave it? Like shape it in? Just a little. Bit. I've always I've always wanted a widow's peak so I could see doing that. Like my hairline has never changed, and I'm like, oh, if only. <laughs> I just, all I think of is you know, Dracula. Newt, he's right. He's right, Newt. This Y2K, the Millennium Bug, it's going to fuck up everything. You know, the banks, they calculate interest rates on a daily basis, but now they're facing real problems because when it rolls around, it's going to subtract 100 years, 
everybody's interest is going to crash. We're all going to be free, but society, it's just all going to come down, Newt. You got to listen to that fella. I feel at peace what I know about history and the many disasters that have already happened. Oh, I don't. oh, Newt, Newt, turn your camera. Look at that hot broad. Get your camera on her. I like <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. There She's we go. Suspect. Cheers. So you rotate your camera and catch the hot broad, but as you do, your eyes kind of flick up because you were surveying around, and you look to the doors of the mansion this little shindig is happening in front of, and you see there are two men in suits and a small line of people forming at the door, and we cut to uh, Newt's eyes looking intently at that. And then we cut again to a dingy hotel room. Little scroll at the bottom. One week earlier. And in that hotel room, one by one, the cast, uh, we just met at this party a week in the future, arrives in the hotel room. Uh, They're a little less friendly and comfortable with each other at the moment. This is some of them meeting for the first time. Some of them know already know each other. I, I maybe they knew they would be here. Maybe they didn't. Um, but yeah, you're all at this hotel room. It's probably a little awkward because all of you basically just received Delta Green instructions to come here and be prepared to stay for some time. And you're maybe like asking each other, like, do you know what's going on? Do you know what's going on? And like trying to figure it out a little bit. I called and... dibs on the bed. It's actually a double, so you get one of them, I guess. Uh, we we can share a bed. It's not weird. I don't sleep. I just dream. I always <laughs> sleep on the floor. It's good for my back. No, I'm smoking a cigar. Do you mind let, me hit, let me hit that cigar. Let me hit that cigar. <laughs> uh, I have some. This is called Prosperity Water. Can I spray it? It smells like mm, Prosperity Water. <laughs> What, it better be a high octane for my uh, wordy speech that I'm about to give based on my character description. Um, so that's rich. <laughs> oh, it's not as rich as the uh, the truffle of magic that I'm about to enlighten you all. And do you realize this cigar isn't from Cuba? It wishes it was from Cuba. It's actually from Canada. That's where the real tobacco is grown underground in a vault. <laughs> And so we're just shooting the shit, and I'm passing the cigar around. And a a guy walks in. There's no better cigarette as the first cigarette out of a POW camp. (laughs) I love it. I slap you on the back. We got to hear this veteran shit all night, huh? Hey. So at that moment, a man walks in. Uh, He's big, curly, short hair, probably mid-40s. And he's wearing a suit with a briefcase and one arms in a sling. Uh, and he walks in and he's like, oh, oh, sorry. I th- I meant to be here first. I, I'm running a little late. What were you doing? Why are you running late, buddy? Hey, you want to like maybe be on time next time? I was on time. Yeah. What happened to My your apologies. arm? You always late because your arm's all fucked up. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck's wrong yeah. with your arm? <laughs> now, come on. We wouldn't <laughs> be here if we didn't know how to adapt to unique situations. Well, that's good. Uh, my arm is, is my business. I'm fine. And I'm your handler for this operation. It's nice I, to meet all of you. I've read your files. Human. How are you going to handle us with humant, that arm? Human. All right, roll your human. Hi, fine. I'm Dewey Boyd. 
God. Oh my God. Ninety nine over ten. <laughs> this dude is pure sinister. Uh, he's just like clearly some kind of mal- like just like like feels like a trap to even be in the same room as him. I feel uh, I got a sixteen under fifty. If yeah, I mean, he, I don't know if we were all rolling it, but he has the bearing of uh, maybe not military, but some kind of like government agency. He looks like a Fed or something. Uh, if you have any experience with that kind of person, he's big. He's kind of he's like fat, buff, okay. and a little intimidating, even with the arm and the sling. Uh, Scrappy. Yeah, he's just probably like got a hundred pounds of you of on you of not useless weight. Like, He's like Tom Arnold. It's a uh, Jeff Garland, actually. <laughs> like uh, Roseanne Barr. Not Tom Arnold. Yeah, like Roseanne Barr. <laughs> <laughs> He's played by Roseanne Barr. Oh, uh, God. Garland, Roseanne Barr with a big Cur- mustache. <laughs> He's from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, oh, yeah. So, oh, there you go. But uh, uh, him, but uh, younger and uh, less goofy, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, all right. Uh, I guess that's. Don't. don't Sorry, but the questions for me, I can't really answer too many of them. You know how it goes. Uh, you can call, call me Kolchek. <laughs> I thought you were talking as Jared. <laughs> you guys are overwhelmed by all your, all your questions. <laughs> we have kind of been I'm like fine with them because they're just air. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, uh, how do you spell that? K-O-L-Check. Yeah, Roseanne for short. Uh, <laughs> K O L C H E C K. This will probably be our only interaction, unfortunately. You've been brought here for a retrieval mission, and a month ago, um, this man was seen in the United States for the first time in 20 years, and he sets down his briefcase and pulls out a photograph. I'll post it in Discord in just a second. Saunders looks at Newt and just shakes his head like, this guy isn't to be trusted. That picture was taken in 83 in Peru. It's oh. uh, Nicholas Hieronymus is his name. And that's the only picture we have of him. Uh, you guys want to describe him? It was just a quick doodle. But... It's amazing. Yeah, he looks like uh, uh, Ian McKellen with mutton chops. And he's wearing like uh, a Vice City suit, like a white suit with a Hawaiian shirt underneath and he's smoking a cigarette and he's got a pool in the background. He looks very uh, 80s cocaine Miami vibes, except that he looks like a balding, angry British man with a strong jaw and big mutton chops. For some yeah, reason, he's, he's got a thousand yard stare that is uh, honestly smoking, kind of sexy. Smoking a cigar. Yeah, he's super sexy. I thought the perspective was that he was walking through a door and like we're, the, the camera's like down <laughs> below him. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that could be it too. That could yeah. be it. Totally. Or Teal nailed it, but I like yours because yeah. it would be he's like falling forward. <laughs> yeah. <at the> <laughs> yeah. Or he's like seven feet tall. Yeah, he looks really big. <laughs> I thought he was like huge. He's like ducking um, under he, the door. He does look big. He he's like, got big shoulders. Yeah, yeah. big. Shoulders. Yeah, it looks like he carries himself kind of like Bruce Willis. He looks like Hannibal from the A Team to me from the show, the TV show. Mm-hmm. He's got oh, a certain yeah, Hannibal bearing. Yep. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and he's got he's super... some sort of scar on his head, or is that is that just uh, his forehead? He's wrinkled? just kind of got like a pit face, like a <laughs> like a wrinkled up fucking face. Uh, he's got white hair in the picture, which was taken uh, fifteen years ago. 
and he's super tan, which kind of makes sense for Peru. Um, like red tan kind of. So that's Nicholas Hieronymus, and this is the only picture we have of him. Uh, he's been giving Delta Green trouble for years, since the uh, 70s. Uh, there's been some missions to eliminate him, but they haven't been successful. He Apparently, he has a bit of an empire in Central and South America. Drugs and other things, too. Delta Green. Delta Green business. I drag uh, a big drag of my fucking cigar and puff it out. I'm like, well, at least he has taste in cigars. Yeah, I'm sure I've you can decided, get Cubans I've, I've there. decided that um, I'm uh, like a Turkish Al Pacino. That's who <laughs> nice. I look like. <laughs> you can get shot walking your doggy. That's my uh, Al Pacino phase. He okay. At... <laughs> He's got a burger ass. Um, you can call me the devil. <laughs> he did play the devil one time, too. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you. Cool. Six weeks ago, this uh, her, Nicholas was spotted back in the United States. Two weeks ago, something was stolen from the CIA. We don't know what exactly, but from the amount of assets they set loose to get it back, we know it's something really important, something dangerous, and something Delta Green related. We know that Nicholas funded this operation. We also know that he came to Las Vegas 11 days ago, and whatever he stole is with him here. And he goes over to the window and opens the window. And you see outside, it's like the parking lot, the little shitty parking lot, and then a 7-Eleven, and then a, a four-way intersection. And on the other side of the four-way intersection, you see the mansion with the big garden in front of it, where we uh, met your characters one week into the future. And he points out the window. That's where he is. Apparently, some rich friend of his uh, lent him this mansion. Nicholas went in there with whatever he stole from the CIA and hasn't left the building since. He's got a security force with him of his own guys who apparently did the robbery. And recently, an agent on another case managed to get one of these. And he pulls something else out of his briefcase. One of your fellow Delta oh. Green agents was, uh, was doing surveillance on a known... Uh, Unknown, unfriendly, and they intercepted this invitation. Do you, any of you want to read it? Fellow kin of knowledge and power, you are chosen to witness the end of the world. The Ward Estates, December 31st, 1999. The bell rings at midnight. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Obviously, this is the Ward Estates, and we have one week until midnight. Uh, from this hotel room, and you guys have the room next door as well. That's pretty much all I could uh, get you. But it's close, and it's perfect for surveillance. From this room, uh, you can plan your operation. But your assignment is to find out whatever Hieronymus stole from the CIA and destroy it or steal it and bring it to me. The party on the 31st seems like the only opportunity to infiltrate the building. Guests are apparently already arriving and staying, but the longer you stay there, the more likely you are to just get discovered, and Hieronymus will kill you. I would recommend arriving as close to the party as possible. The CIA is also desperate to recover whatever has been taken. 
and I would expect they will have agents on the ground as well. Now, Delta Green has been stretched thin with problems up north and in New York, so we don't have any financial backing for your operation. This room and the connected room are rented for the week, and the rest is up to you. Any questions? <coughs> Can I smoke at this party? Uh, it's Nevada in 1999, so you you can smoke everywhere you are. Guess what? The answer was yes, no matter what you said. Is it important that Nicholas is alive? Nicholas is not your mission. Kill him. Let him live. Honestly, I'd prefer if you killed him. Uh, from the little bit I've read, uh, not a not a friendly character. But it might be wise to avoid him, too. He's sharp. Uh, Delta Green's tried to take him out before. And it hasn't succeeded. No one's made it out. Wouldn't it be easier if we just destroyed it? Right. That's completely reasonable, if that's what it comes to. If it's steal it or, or destroy it, either either is acceptable. And this object, does it have any significance or theme we might know about? I know we can't know any too specific. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't even know. Uh, I don't know if... Uh, whoever found out the, the Delta Green asset who found out from the CIA had the classification level. So I I assume you'll know it when you see it. It probably will be, uh, I would imagine Nicholas would keep it close. Maybe his room. It, there's three stories to this mansion, it looks like. Um, and we're expecting uh, weapons of guns. Right. The team that took, uh, we don't know who they are, unfortunately, but the team who took out, uh, or who took the device, whatever they, whatever was taken, I assume device, I don't know, but whatever was taken, the team that took it would have to be experts, and he has his own security detail there. They've thwarted assassination attempts before. Anything else? I'd like to order a heavy mortar. <laughs> If you can get it, blow the whole building up. Like I said, we don't have any funding for you. I assume you brought oh, your own kit to I some degree. I wasn't listening. Yeah, yeah I brought my sweet <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, whatever resources you have to bring to bear, uh, this is a big one. Normally, honestly, we'd have a uh, we'd have more support for you. But like I said, Delta Green stretched thin. Yeah, cleaning up that mess and pesca jumbo last year. He shoots you a that. look. Uh, what's your human int, uh, Dewey? Bad. Ten. Oh. oh. No, he just shoots you a look. <laughs> and it is indecipherable to your I mind. Do. <laughs> I do a low chuckle that, yeah, no reference. Nothing. Uh, apparently, nothing yeah, you heard about that. There's, uh, there's fucking trouble up there, but that's not your assignment. Well, if that's all, I'll leave this one invitation, and yeah, good luck to you. He sets down, uh, he puts down the invitation, the photograph, and a burner phone. It's like my number's saved in here, and then he leaves. I pick up the phone. You look, and there's only one number in it, and it's just call check. I I pocket it. It's very close to cry check. It's actually yeah. uh, call check. The Night Stalker was the show the X Files was based on. And the main actor from it uh, played the guy who founded the X-Files in the X-Files. Uh, it was a good show. Cool check. Uh, and I we start putting 
uh, info into my little Palm Pilot. <laughs> you a... Oh hell yeah, dude! You're a techie. Mm-hmm. Gold jigs. What does Dewey what, what do think of a Palm Pilot? Very fallible. I mean, I'm sure you help me keep it secure, and it's it's literally just has like calendars. I don't think it has internet. Lots of calendars. Calendars within calendars. <laughs> Every day broken down into seconds. <laughs> All right. And we cut back to the party. And basically how we're going to do this is this whole season will be this party. But any prep or anything you did in the week before... We're going to steal a mechanic from a game we haven't played yet on the show that I've been pushing for a while. But uh, Blades in the Dark, they have a flashback mechanic that I really like. So if you want some to have done something in the week of prep time you guys have, you can uh, basically say say what it is. If it's something simple, you you could just have it probably. But for a complex task or for requisitioning equipment, you'll probably have to roll... And then you'll spend willpower based on the uh, complexity or how hard it was to get. And that willpower you're spending represents like how ragged you ran yourself in this week before. Uh, how much energy you've already spent before the mission. Willpower in Delta Green, its normal purpose is you spend it to, uh, to shrug sanity loss onto bonds. So the more flashbacks you do, the more at risk to sanity loss you will be. And if you get to two willpower points, you're exhausted, and you take a minus 20 to everything. And if you get to zero, you pass out. That's rad. Nice. I love that. Okay. So something new. Yeah, so okay. now you guys are all at this party, and uh, you've been there for... And you you're all know each other much better than an opening scene, because you just spent a week together in a couple hotel rooms and yeah we see newt look to the doors of the party where people seem to be lining up to go inside probably some guests for the uh the more private part of the party um, okay can i can i do a Saunders, flashback i'm oh, sorry go ahead. Uh, just real quick and then uh, go for that Sonder just looks up at, uh looks at a, a nice watch wristwatch on his on his wrist what time is it that is actually up to you guys. How close do you want to cut it? The belt uh, rings at midnight. Uh, he recommended, like uh, Kolchek recommended, not hanging out long. Because the longer you're there, the more at risk you are. You want to show up when like it's busy and go unnoticed, probably. Would make some degree of sense, but it's up to you. You could arrive. This it, festivity probably started around dark, but anytime you think. I think between nine thirty and ten thirty. That's what I was thinking. Like ten. Shit's popping. Let's do ten. Two hours. That's pretty close. Nine thirty. Nine thirty. Two and a half hours. So you look at your watch. It's nine thirty. Ticks right onto it, and you can tell there's a general. People are getting excited, man. It's midnight, and it's going to be a new millennium. Like, uh, people are getting drunk and they're having fun. What is everybody's alertness? Um, I have a question about that because I have on this because uh, I just kind of made one at random. Um, it says mm-hmm. alertness twenty percent, but then there's a fifty next to it. Oh, that's that twenty percent is innate skills that everybody has. Like everybody has oh, okay. some alertness, some. So, so you, I, 
got a, a little bit more than most. You're 50. Mine's okay, 50 cool. as well. Alertness is 40. Mine's just 20. 20. Also 20. Oh, okay. Uh, none of you notice anything. <laughs> uh, we're all shitty. Carrie, you were going to do something? You wanted a flashback? Oh, yeah. Um, so I have a burner phone, according to this uh, profile. And um, I want to call up my son and daughter, Blake. Blake! It's me. It's your dad. How old's Blake? Um, well, I'm... What year is it? 99. So I'm 35. He's uh, 18. And his twin oh. sister is also 18. Hey, Dad, what? Look, uh, it's your pop. I'm going to need you and Annette. Uh, look, I'm going to a party soon, all right? But I might need a, a ride out. Here's the locale. If you could be in the vicinity, I'll call you when I need you. Here's the date and time. I love you so much. Don't worry. I'll make it worth your, worth your while. What, um, where does your family normally live? You think uh, they're a Vegas local? No, they're like LA. I'm not wait, driving no. to. Okay, go, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm not driving to Vegas. <laughs> Look, son, if you want to keep the good times a rolling, you're gonna have to get in the car and get that a rolling. All right, I'll see you when I see you. All right. Well, I think you're gonna have to roll something for this. Uh, Persuade, I think, is the skill. I don't remember the Delta Green skills yeah, either. I, I, uh, I got, I got persuade. I got that. Nice. Probably, probably persuade. You could do a charisma, but I don't think you're trying to charm them very much. I got a eleven under fifty. Oh, you critically succeeded. Uh, yeah. Fine, Dad. I'll be there. Should I bring a gun? Eh. Uh, don't you always? Yeah, there is one in the glove box, I guess. I mean, may, uh, let Annette handle the gun. I've seen you. You're a little clumsy. Well, that sucks. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll be there, Dad. All right. Uh, I love you both. Her more. Well, okay. And he doesn't say I love you back and hangs up because he's 18. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, and I'm a mean dad, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're kind of a dick. <laughs> um, but because you critically succeeded, no willpower lost. You just get that for free. Um, yep. So we see uh, Blake and Annette chilling in a, a par- the parking lot of the 7-Eleven we saw from the hotel room earlier. Blake's drinking a big gulp, and they're just blaring new metal. It's just... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but I mean, uh, like, this was... No, this was no, no. <laughs> They had Nickelback. a few days, to, yeah. Nickelback's blaring, but I, I mean, they didn't have to be there till. Like I told them the date I'd have to be at the party, so they just got there, right? Yeah, they just got there, and they're chilling and like looking over at the party, kind of. Very cool. First flashback. All right, it's uh, nine thirty. What do you do next time? I'll play the We're gonna go Episode one, dude. Playing with Madness is released every Wednesday on your podcast app of choice. For more from us, visit Playing with Madness Podcast on Instagram or contact us at playingwithmadnesspodcast at gmail.com. Also, visit r slash playing with madness and consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash playing with madness. Please rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps. Thanks.